You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Welcome to The A-Game. We're back at you. Uh, we got a very special guest this week. Jeff could not make it, but we've got our, our good friend and colleague, Morgan Rooks, joining us once again. Morgan, welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Wow, I'm special this time. Normally, the, I'm the just like some random voice. The dulcet tones of our intro yes. have joined us on the show. Yes, indeed. So if her voice sounds familiar, it's because it is. So you have that. And that other voice that you heard is Mr. Joel Hammond. Hello. Joel, how are you doing? We're doing great. Joel was a little under the weather earlier mm. this week. We had a little something going around the office. Ugh. You feeling better? And my household. Yes, thank you for asking. Okay, I'm hopefully everybody's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots lots going on. We are officially in the holiday season. My elf on the shelf, Susie Q, is back in the house. Everybody's very excited. Um, there was a lot of controversy because it actually took quite some time before she showed up this year. Oh. Uh, but... My wife, Sarah, and I couldn't find her. So that was a, a kind of a topic of conversation for a few days with my son. But she's back, and she's, she's doing all the things that, you know, little elves do. So I'm glad everybody got that update. And this is why you, you come back to <laughs> us it. on a weekly basis, and we appreciate that. Um, but speaking of the show... Um, I just wanted to go ahead and remind you, if you like what you hear, please make sure you put yourself in a position to let others find it. Rate the program five stars whenever you can. Joel, how else can everybody engage with us? Yeah, so Jeff usually does the uh, the audio platforms. What is it? Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so those are the audio platforms. And uh, find the Icon Group in addition to this great program called The A-Game. We have... Uh, great content uh, across LinkedIn and Instagram. Mike Pauks, our, our show's executive producer slash vice president, I think is his uh, title. Uh, he uh, does a great job on Instagram account. And plus we're on Facebook and Twitter. So follow us there and uh, give us feedback. Let us know what topics you want addressed. You know, we sort of kick around what we're going to talk about each week. Uh, I'd love to have some feedback from you on what you want us to analyze. Hmm. That's a great idea. Thank so you. why don't you do that? Thank you. Um, so... Speaking of topics, this week we're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to break through in advertising. Uh, we are now in planning mode here at Adcom with a lot of our clients. And one of the things that kind of pops up that we have to kind of keep close tabs on is the fact that, you know, um, people are just getting hit with messaging more and more. And while there's this promise of targeting to reach the right audience and maximize your investment, Oftentimes, it's very difficult to prove what's working in terms of, you know, the non-measurables. Are people actually seeing, understanding, um, walking away, remembering um, ads that are, that are running? And in some cases, there's brands that do it well and there's brands that don't. And in some cases, it's completely incidental and oftentimes... Um, it's very much calculated. So we have a couple examples that we wanted to talk through today, but I thought I would start with a, um, a cautionary tale, um, which <laughs> is very timely. Um, and Google um, ran into a bit of an issue, actually last night, I believe, um, where there were many consumers that were 
very, um, very much seeing the ads that were running through all of GDN yesterday that were like little yellow rectangles for the most part. And they were up for about 45 minutes and it was a super high concentration. Um, it turns out that there was actually a training episode going on at Google and somebody had accidentally turned on a 200 by, or 250 by, wait. 300 by 250. Thank you, Morgan. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. There was a time, there was a time when I was a little bit closer to the pixel sizes, so don't, don't hate on me out there in the world. Um, but for lack of better terms, let's just say a lot of publisher sites got very rich very quick last night because there was a yellow out going through the GDN network. Um, it extended in across the United States as well as at, uh, through Australia, I believe. And there were CPMs as high as $270. So they, they were estimating upwards of uh, sites making $1,000 per minute on this, on this uh, little snafu. So it's one of those situations where, you know, publishers are usually really bullish when it comes to programmatic because it's a way that, you know, salespeople, you know, kind of lose money on it because more people are going through these programmatic channels. But it's one of those situations where these small sites are all of a sudden making, you know, six-figure um, salaries within <laughs> the matter of 45 minutes. So I uh, thought that was an interesting way to break through, maybe not the most cost-effective way to break through. But I thought we'd talk a little bit more about um, a couple of instances that have popped over the past couple of weeks where uh, some brands have done it successfully. Joel, you want to talk a little bit about um, what's going on with Burger King? Yeah, I'd love to. So this this has been an ongoing thing for Burger King where they're um, taking on issues, you know, relative related to their business, but also some social issues too. So they, they first caught our eye, I think, what was it, a few months ago when they, this may have been even farther back than a few months ago, but uh, ran an ad that uh, basically compared people's penchant for complaining about trivial things uh, to their unwillingness to address larger issues, uh, societal issues, that sort of thing. So they, they ran this ad where people in the restaurant were, were far more likely to complain about a mashed up Whopper Jr. than they were about a young man being bullied in their store, in their restaurant. Now the latest thing is, uh, this is unrelated to societal issues, but just again related to Burger King's ability to break through which we're talking about. They have an ongoing promotion where you can get a Whopper for one cent through the Burger King app, but only if you order it, what, within 600 feet of a McDonald's. So they've got a great video of with some sort of, you know, uh, undercover video of, of, of McDonald's employees saying, yeah, everybody's been, everybody's been asking for this and we don't know where this is going and Burger King makes this way better than we could. And a uh, really smart um, way to... We we talked we we checked a, a list earlier, Jim. It was all right. So there's a PR issue. There's a virality issue to it. There's a uh, competitor uh, uh, issue to it. So really smart uh, job by Burger King, and they keep breaking through in this way. Um, again, we talked about it earlier. It's really hard to do it, and they've consistently done it. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel the co-op feels about all this stuff? You know, one cent burgers going out the windows. Yeah, is it is it uh, is it publicity for this at this at the sake or at the uh, damage of their restaurant owners? I, somehow, I think they're making good uh, to them. 
or making it uh, making good on that offer to those uh, to those restaurant operators. Yeah, let's be honest. Who's who's going and just getting a Whopper? You're getting fries. You're right. getting a Coke. Right. You know, you might be getting something for your family members or your friends. Like, no one's just getting that one burger and then driving away. Maybe yeah. some people are. There are couponers. There are people that are bargain hunters that are doing that. But for the most part, they're making money off of all the other things that are being bought in addition to that burger. Yeah, I was actually watching the um, the bullying vi- video, which is, is pretty funny, the whole concept that, uh, you know, Joel touched on it. Um, 95% of the people whose burgers were bullied, like they had somebody in the back physically punching Whopper Juniors, which was pretty funny, and just mashing them up. Meanwhile, only (laughs) rather than the 95% that spoke up about their burger, only 12% spoke up for the kid that was being bullied. Um, But more importantly, was anybody else shocked by the amount of people eating inside of a Burger King? (laughs) A little bit. I noticed there were a lot of solo people. I think the thing that interested me most about that piece was, and not to delve too much into like the political side of this, but it, it's it's a really fine line that some of these advertisers are, are walking where they're tackling social issues, especially given in the, the hot political climate that we're in. So I think for Burger King to sort of um, deviate from some of the, the snarky, trolly environment that we see a lot with Burger King and Wendy's and to dive into a social issue, it's, it's really kind of deciding who they want their audience to be and going for it. Yeah. It's a great point, Morgan. We, we talked earlier this year about Nike and their, their very conscious decision of, all right, we've done the math, we've done the, uh, the, the analyses. Should we go with this Colin Kaepernick thing? They obviously uh, uh, determined that it was at their, in their best interest, and I think the numbers afterward bore that out. And, and Morgan makes a great point. Where is that? Uh, where is safe and where's, excuse me, where's not to save, where's not safe to play in this very hot political climate. I think they chose an issue uh, very carefully that you'd have a hard time figuring. There's not a lot of polarity on that issue, right? I mean, I, people are, are anti-bullying of young people. So I think, but it's a great point. I mean, I think a lot of brands are, are going through that where, where are we? I mean, we, we talked, we talked about last week where Major League Baseball, you know, they're, they have a presence in Washington, DC and they got burned by it last week, right? By, by, supposedly unknowingly uh, donating $5,000 to the Mississippi, what was she, a governor or, or senatorial candidate who made terrible comments. So it's a, it's a prickly uh, prickly time for sure to be to be wading into those waters. Yeah, I mean, the video was a little shamey, right? Like a little shamey about people who didn't stand up to the bullies. So I think you are kind of, they are, we're kind of tackling a line there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some people will just roll off of it. Some people might get, get annoyed, but... Mm-hmm. People are annoyed at a lot of things lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with, with the whole shamey side of it. I just, I just kept waiting for Chris Hansen to appear <laughs> and just, like, pull up the chair and be like, sit down. Yeah, but uh, they did talk to some of the people that stepped up. And, you know, I thought it was an, a good overall message. Um, obviously, when we talk about the one-cent Whoppers, that's a little bit uh, less um, – I don't know. I – I mean, it wasn't really a overly political ad, or it wasn't necessarily uh, racy or anything like that. But it was it was more thought provoking, um, and but the one cent whopper kind of checks multiple boxes. And when you're looking at it as somebody that sits in our seats, there's a lot of different ways. And, and Joel kind of touched upon it. I mean, 
my first thought was, wow, what a great way to get people to download an app. You know, how many people are actually buying burgers through an app download currently? Um, I know that uh, even a, as much as two years ago, Taco Bell took a different approach and decided that they wanted to shut down their social channels and it's all app-based for the most part. But this is a good way to do a quick stunt to catch some, some uh, headlines and attention, get people talking, but also get some app downloads and get people in the habit of seeing just how easy it is to order through an app. Uh, and then it also slings mud at like the biggest competitor, which is McDonald's, which is it's always fun to, you know, poke at, at the biggest, you know, the biggest and the baddest in the market for the most part. Uh, but I thought it was overall really well done and a great way to just kind of get your name out there a little bit. You so know, going, going back to uh, the Nike um, example, AdAge just uh, named Nike as, as their advertiser, the brand right. of the year. Right. Uh, a lot to do with the Kaepernick ad. So, mm -hmm. so you get that too. Jim, sorry to interrupt. Going back to the to the app download thing, it's I am a I am a uh, uh, unabashed supporter and and purveyor of fast food. It's disgusting, I know, but it's a guilty it's a guilty pleasure. I'm probably going to die when I'm 45, but that's neither here nor there. Um, if you go into go into McDonald's and and it's fast food, they're trying to make it even faster. How can we cycle you through our, our store even quick, more quickly than, than you normally are? So McDonald's now has kiosks where you order there. You don't have to talk to somebody at the register to. to. So I think that's part of it too. I mean, Burger King, Morgan made a joke. I mean, I think Burger King, I, I, haven't, I don't know, pretend to know their sales, but anytime I go into Burger King, there's nobody in there. So it's kind of funny, but, um, but it's funny that this this industry that's notorious for being able to turn people through their restaurants and their drive-throughs and are, is trying to get even faster, right? Mm -hmm. In-store kiosks, app downloads, order there, just walk in and grab it. Don't wait in any line. Don't clutter up our store. That sort of stuff. It's a in, an interesting time. I think we talked last week, Jim, uh, about um, when, when Jeff was here. I think the gist of the conversation was change is coming to any industry, no matter what it is, and. Uh, an industry where you think that is pretty change proof is is proof positive that that change is coming there too. So uh, as far as apps go for Burger King, ever since they launched this campaign, they have one million app downloads. At just reported it, and they are the number one free app in the iTunes App Store. Wow. They're beating out Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all the big players. They're currently beating. You know, people are downloading this app. It's completely working. And it's actually a really interesting use of geofencing. You know, geofencing is really hot right now. We have a lot of clients asking about it. How can we use geofencing to find, you know, find our audiences, get our message in front of the right people at the right time? This is a brilliant, brilliant use of geofencing. Mm -hmm. And where do you go with a with a million new app app downloads? You're you're retarget you're targeting them with push notifications about specials. Come into our store, order two for five, blah blah blah. And uh, it's a, it's a cycle that they'll they'll take advantage of for sure. Yeah, it could also be linked back to uh, a sampling opportunity. You know, they're very um, data-driven from an organization standpoint. So um, you might, this could have been like the brainchild of the fact that they're seeing a bigger gap um, in between burgers purchased in specific markets, for example. You know, what is it going to take to get somebody to come back and get back into the habit of a Whopper I don't remember the last time I had a Whopper. Actually, I do remember the last time I had a Whopper. And it wasn't a great experience. Mm. And you know what I did? I went and I ate inside of a Burger King with my son. It was his choice. I voted for Wendy's. 
But I'm a sucker for the spicy chicken sandwich, so. And plus you get the whole frosty thing. I mean, which, you know, when I was a kid, I, th that was kind of a bummer because you couldn't, like, drink it. Yeah, but Burger King. have to get King, on a soapbox here. Burger but. King has the, um, you know, that Hershey uh, pie. That what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have not. I, I will admit my first job was at a Burger King in Campfield, Ohio, so I have a soft spot for, for BK. The last there time I was go. at a Burger King, it was at a turnpike rest stop on the way to Chicago. Ugh. It's not a great experience. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're ever making that drive from Cleveland, by the way, never stop in Indiana. Never. Just you've got one last chance. It's just only like 100 Toledo. miles. You can make it. Yeah. I mean, you know, have some have, have some self-control. If you get to Indiana, you know, just a little self-control. Power through. There. Past the RV farm, through South Bend, and you're almost there. Yeah. I mean, speaking of shame marketing, um, uh, Payless actually had a pretty interesting stunt. I, I want to say it was within the past couple weeks it was promoted. I think I may have read about it as, as recently as last week. Um, but the whole premise is, you know, put a white tablecloth on a table and feed somebody fast food and ask them how much they're going to pay for it. They did a bootleg uh, boutique and... Essentially, the term is pop-up shop, Jim. It's a pop-up shop? <laughs> it's a pop-up shop, Jim. I kind of like the bootleg boutique. That, I did you just that come was, up with that? that I was did come good. up. That was, that was top of mind. Wow. So um, Alliterative as well. Yeah, why not? You know, this, this is why, this, this is why we're, we're getting nearly 60 <laughs> listens an episode right now. I mean, it's red-hot fire. Absolutely. But, you know, we've got the Morgan Rooks effect right now. Right. So we know it's going gonna, it's gonna to go through the roof in terms of overall ratings. Um, but please review the program five stars once again. But anyway, um, Payless put together a pop-up shop. Thank you, Morgan. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to see how much people would actually pay for $20 pair of shoes from Payless. Um, and I thought that this was another um, interesting way to not only catch attention, but reaffirm the value associated with, with the products that they sell. Uh, any thoughts on the Pelesi? I, I think that's how you pronounce it. It, it. This is just brilliant. It says so much about influencer culture. Yep. It says so much about the trends of pop-up shops. Pop-up shops are so trendy, and so many brands are using them to you know, make their product top of mind, put it out in front of people, set, create that sense of urgency where it's like, oh my gosh, I have to go. It's this pop-up shop. It's totally limited. So for Payless to do this and to, to you know, sort of put on the, this air of designer clothing and put it in front of people. It's it's such a great concept. And, and it does. It reinforces the quality. So they have this video where they interview these various influencers talking about how great the shoes are, how great the quality is. And you see these influencers paying $200 $400 for Payless shoes and being completely okay with it. Um, you know, I think you could watch it and be like, are do they really believe that? Or do they believe that because there's the price tag on it? Um, but it's it's a really it's a really brilliant promotion, and I, I shop at Payless. I mean, I think I've had Payless shoes that last just as long as shoes I've paid three times as much for. So, I think it's a great way to get their name back out there and reinforce that you know just because they're a lower cost item doesn't mean that they're a lower quality item. Yeah, I can't decide which I love more between this and Burger King. Probably both equally as much as I possibly can. Uh, I meant the Burger King promotion, but I like their food too. Um, Not the Hershey pie? No, well, the Hershey no. pie is amazing, and I encourage anyone, including those listeners, to uh, to try it the next time you're at a Burger King. But as someone who's married to somebody who insists that shoes have to be expensive and clothes have to be expensive, this is, I mean, this is brilliant, right? This, this tears down that wall where 
you're not you're not buying a quality item. You're buying a, an item because it has a name on it or mm -hmm. because it has a price tag on it. I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought the timing was great. I think it came out right around Black Friday, you know, and so, um, you know, it kind of, kind of. I think it was kind of pointed to, and mocked a little bit our obsession with Black Friday too. I know we talked about it on the program, but um, love this and uh, a, a great commentary on where we stand as a, as a society where um, I think we're more, some people are more concerned with the name on it or... Um, you know, price tag. Yeah, there's that perception of value, and also just the um, this the just the reach of influencers, and just how influencers can get people to buy anything these days. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Do you guys think you could actually feel the difference with Payless shoes versus like name brand shoes? Well, I, I don't want to say name brand because they have name brands. They just have um, probably a, a smaller selection of name brand, like. If we were all to go to pay less independent and buy a pair of shoes and walk around in them for a week, do you think we would be like, hey, I can't really tell the difference? Um, or do you think we would be like, ow, my feet hurt? So as someone who owns pay less shoes and someone who also owns designer shoes, and Louboutins? I'm not saying that as like a humble brag. Louboutins? But yeah, Louboutins. Nice. Um, yes, you can tell the difference. <laughs> But it's not to say that they both don't hurt your feet. I mean, it really just depends on the style of shoe and, you know, how you're wearing them and what you're wearing them for. But um, when you look at those differences, there is a difference in quality. Yeah. When you get to that mid-range, and this is going off the rails a little bit, but when you get to that mid-range of shoes that come in in, like, the $100 range, so I'm talking about the Vince Camutos and the Jessica Simpsons, they are all made by the same manufacturer. And the same thing happens with sunglasses. You get people um, who spend... 200 $500 on a pair of Gucci sunglasses, and that company also makes $20 sunglasses that you buy at Target. So you kind of have to understand the industry and understand that a lot of times you are paying for a name. Mm -hmm. Well, look at this. Now we're, we're actually doing a lot of publicity work for Payless right now. I love it. Payless, if you're, if you're listening, send us some shoes. Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah. if you'd like to send uh, Joel some Christmas gifts, Burger King gift cards are much appreciated. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Although the one in Steel Yard, we don't, I don't, we don't go to that one. Mm. There's one by my house. It's a little, it's a little sketchy. Just the 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 employees are are like loud. It's a weird experience. But so the I like also the send a limo and find the swankiest Burger King you can. Yeah, where's the nicest Burger King in the United States of America? I will find it. Man, you know who I would love to see in a pair of Payless shoes? Jeff Carlton. Jeff Carlton. <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, I don't know. I think we should do a pay less challenge. We're going to have to re revisit this with Jeff, who is a known orderer of very um, nice shoes. Yeah, he actually gets custom-made shoes, um, which is a thing, apparently. Um, I don't know. I, you know I, I typically look for what's on sale or you know, if there's a you know, um, pop-up shop. Maybe Great I'll, shoes, I'll a bootleg in. boutique? <laughs> a bootleg boutique? You know, I, I typically shop at bootleg boutiques, you know, which is kind of like a pop-up shop. You know who has great shoes while we're giving away free publicity to our to our audience is Nordstrom Rack. If you men out there are listening. Oh, big time. Nordstrom big time. Rack is where it's at. Believe that. Yeah. You know you know what I got to give? I got to give a couple snaps out to Nordstrom uh -oh. Rack. Yeah, snap it up. <laughs> uh, because I don't have to deal with salespeople. Yeah. I can just it's try just them there. on. Yep. But at the same time. Anybody can try them on. God knows how many feet were in these shoes. That's true. So, I mean, maybe we take a step back. You see what I did there? You just talked yeah. yourself out of it. 
No, I, I, I just I nailed the pun. Pun absolutely intended on that. I took a step back. Oh. Oh, oh man. I we're missed having, that. Wow. We are having fun. Oh, man. We're having a good time. Um, speaking of good times, tomorrow is the holiday party. This is going to be Joel's very first at AdCon. Oh, my Woo-hoo! God. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm um, going to win all the fake gambling money. Yeah. You know, some people really liked it last year when we had the uh, the gambling tables. We have, you know, it's it's strictly fake money for the most part. Um, I don't. I can't speak to what happens after hours. <laughs> but some people really liked it. Some people really didn't. Actually, my wife didn't like it because it made it a lot less social. Mm. So... You know, if you see some people just sitting at the table, strike up a conversation tomorrow. Be friendly. Maybe uh, talk to somebody you've never talked to before. Um, and make sure you uh, you wish everybody happy holiday. Yeah. So, and, and once again, um, if you really want to be near and dear to our hearts, please rate the program five stars. Five stars. But uh, it's been a great show, guys. Morgan, thank you Agreed, for joining Morgan. us. Well week. done. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I would. Who, Jim? Who's the best? Who's the best pinch hitter in Major League Baseball history? It's got to be like. Uh, who Who would it be? Yeah, that's it. we'll have to look that up. Morgan is like the best pinch hitter in, in baseball history of the podcast history. Do I get a jersey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sports ball. You get you one. Oh, can right. I wear look, a jersey? There, there's been some conflict about whether or not people can wear jerseys. No, adults should not wear jerseys of other men. But we just uh, we almost made it the whole show without talking about sports, and here we are at the end talking about sports. Morgan hates that. Oh. I would no, wait, 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 wait. I was gonna talk about gritty. Oh, that's true about gritty, right? We had a great segment about gritty on a lost episode of the podcast. We'll yeah. revisit gritty, the Flyers' amazing mascot, at some point soon. Next yeah. time, Morgan's on. Boo, Flyers. Boo Sorry, Flyers. Fine. Next Sorry, week, fine. we'll talk about Gritty. Who knows? Maybe Jeff will flake out and not show up again. Just kidding, Jeff. We miss you. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.